and welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Wednesday, August 24th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every single day. Again, this is Nash Walker, season three on a daily basis, breaking down the Minnesota Twins on the Lockdown Twins podcast and season four, writing at twinsdaily.com. If you're wondering where the intro is or you're wondering where the YouTube video is, I'm on the road. I'm driving back from Palm Springs all the way back to Minnesota. This is my last night on the road, so I'll be back on Thursday and I'll be able to get back on YouTube. We have a game to break down tonight. What's happened to the Twins? Why is this happening? Why are they completely unraveling in August? They've lost five in a row. It's their longest losing streak of the season. They've fought back in these Astros games, but they've lost both of them and I, I sense that we have a disheartened fan base. Why is this happening? Is there any hope left for 2022? We're going to break that down today. This game, these two games, and now the Twins, they have one more left against Houston Thursday night. But as it stands right now, as you're listening to this, if you're listening before Thursday's game, hopefully this improves. Hopefully it doesn't get any worse. The Twins are 1-11 and against the Astros, Yankees, and Dodgers this year. 1-11. and 11. I think for much of the year, even though the Twins were in a poor division, and Cleveland's starting to pull away, the Twins are now four games back in both the wild card and the division. I believe four in the wild card. I think that's right. I know it's four in the division. They're tied with Chicago for second place, four games back of Cleveland. Six weeks ago, the Twins had a four-game lead in the division. I think it was four, three and a half, four, five. They had a six. Like They had a crazy lead in this division early on. Not It wasn't 10 or 11 or 12 games. But a comfortable lead. I think the feeling, even though it was a poor division the Twins were leading, the the what I was trying to push is, yes, this team has had their lumps. They've struggled to, to compete with the Astros, the Yankees, the Dodgers. But they won the ser- season series over Seattle. They won the season series over Tampa, over Toronto, over Baltimore. All playoff teams are playoff hopefuls. And my point was, hey, if the Twins win the Central and they get into the postseason, they're going to get a three-game series at home in the Wild Card series, and they're going to have a great opportunity to break that postseason losing streak and a pretty good opportunity to win a series against the last Wild Card team. They would play the sixth seed, which is the last team to get in, and it's not going to be a it wouldn't be a cakewalk. It's going to be Tampa, Seattle, Toronto, a tough playoff team. But all three games at Target Field, you got two out of three chances to take that series. And it would be a great chance for them to break the postseason losing streak at the very minimum. And then my point was, okay, then if they're able to do that, they can move on and play. They'd probably play the Yankees now because the Astros are the one seed. You move on, you play the Yankees, and you certainly don't feel good about playing the Yankees in October. But to just be there and to have a chance to do that, that was super attractive to me. Like slay the dragon of the Yankees in October. Have that opportunity. It might not go well, and it probably wouldn't. Like, we know that now. I'm, I'm going back to my mindset when this team was in first place. It might not go well. It probably won't go well. Most likely, it'll go really poorly. But you have that opportunity. You have Carlos Correa. You have Byron Buxton. And you have this playoff sort of run. Even if you only won one series in the wildcard series, you moved on. And you advanced in the postseason for the first time in over a decade. Like, almost two decades. They would advance in the postseason for the first time, that was very attractive to me as a, a lifelong Twins fan who's never been able to see a playoff, anything resembling a playoff run 
from my favorite team, from a team that I love. That was super exciting to me to think about. And I thought, okay, maybe they can compete. When you go 1-11 against the three best teams in the league, listen, losing eight of those games is expected. Like, even losing – if you lose nine of those games, that's disappointing and, like, you got to be more competitive than that. Going 1-11, you're 10 games below 500 against the Yankees, Astros, and Dodgers. That is unacceptable, and you cannot take that team seriously. That that alone like tells me what I need to know. That they went one in eleven. They're one in eleven. They're, they have five more of those games. They got one more against Houston, and they have four in New York. So like, there's a good chance that record gets even worse here. Like, there's a chance they go one in sixteen in those seventeen games. And for me, like this winter, if I look back and I'm thinking about what happened. That, that is super significant to me because if you can't even hang with the best teams, what that tells me is you're mediocre. And I think we've learned that about the Twins. They are in the same boat. They are not in we're one step below the Astros, Yankees, and Dodgers, and we're a step above Cleveland. We're a step above Chicago. They're in like the Texas crew. They're in with Texas and like the teams that are borderline contenders this year, like borderline in the wild card race, like Texas. I know Baltimore has been been better than the Twins this year. They're they're worse than Baltimore this year, and that's that's wild to think about because. This summer, like I was excited about the opportunity and the possibility for them to really outperform expectations with a lighter schedule. And really what's happened is they've been completely exposed and they've had tons of injuries. And we're going to get to exactly what I think has happened here, specifically in August. But man, like that, that number to me, one in 11 against the three best teams, you can't be taken seriously. And that just knocks them into the stratosphere of teams that are that were nowhere near first place in their own divisions all season long. It's really disappointing. It's been tough to watch, but it's been so predictable. Why has this been so predictable to watch? We're going to get to that, and then, I promise, maybe a little hope, maybe a little hope later on. First, this very important word from NHTSA. Picture this. You're hanging out with some friends. You're putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. Everyone knows about the risks of drunk driving. The results are tragic and often deadly. Do not get behind the wheel. It still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. So, so important. More more important than maybe anything. Drive sober or get pulled over. That's a word from NHTSA. What, why is this happening? Why is this so predictable for the Twins? I think when you look at this roster, like with the sheer amount of injuries they've had, it does come down to those two things we discuss constantly, injuries and ineffectiveness. I think, you know, they were injured earlier this year. They've had their fair share of injuries, like even before this last stretch of where they've just gotten pounded. Like now Buxton's on the injured list. We'll get to that a little bit too. But they were able to make up for that with Luis Arise being a beast, you know, with Nick Gordon picking up some slack, with Celestino getting off to a hot start and driving in runs and getting on base. They were able to make up for those things 
and with a rotation early in the season that was giving them chances to win. And, you know, they haven't played winning baseball in, in many months, but they're playing like their worst baseball ever right now because they're really getting nothing from from their offense. Like before, when Correa was going through his struggles early on or Buxton wasn't driving in runs, they were making up for that production with hits from Kepler early in the season with, as I said, Celestino, Gordon, with a rise, and now even Louie. Like, Louie had a nice night tonight, drove in a run, drew a walk, but even him, like I tweeted out today, since July 10th, entering tonight, Luis Arise hitting 260, but his on-base percentage is at 307, and his slugging percentage is sub-400, and I'm in no way, shape, or form blaming Luis Arise, but he's just an example of it's a he's a guy you relied on to like pick up the slack of others and even he's not performing to his level where you'd expect him to be like he's well below that level for over a month and you don't have to look far like they're just not producing and when they're getting on they're not driving in those runs they're not getting to starters like we saw them do earlier in the season they're missing so many key bats they're missing left-handed bats in Kirilov they're missing right-handed bats in Garlic and Royce Lewis they're missing bats in the lineup. And then you take away Tyler Malley and it's just another gut punch to this team. It's a gut punch. They have a ton of injuries, but this is really predictable because last year when the twins were scuffling in April, like it kind of reminds me of that in some ways, like there's just this feeling of doom. Like it's over, you know, it's over. And I'm not going to lie to you. That's the feeling right now that it's over. They're done. And that's how I felt last year in late April. And I remember saying, I was on the phone with my parents. I think I was talking to my mom and I said, mom, she said, what's going on with your twins? I said, listen, mom, they are one Buxton injury away from complete, from the season being over from completely crumbling. And I felt that way this time around too. Like they're a Buxton injury away from the season being over. And it's different now than it was because Buck was just incredible in April last year. And he's like the only guy who is really getting it done. And he's he really has struggled, especially driving in runs recently. But it's about upside. It's like you don't even have the opportunity to see him have an April like he had this year or a June. Like what if he was able to do that in September? That was the, the whole point of keeping him healthy was maybe we'll get a great Byron Buxton month in September into October. And like, he'll carry this offense. Cause we see what can happen when bucks on one of those runs, he completely carries the group. He did it this year in April. Again, he did it in June this year. And then in between has months where he really struggles, but you still have the chance to get that great month from him when it matters most. And that chance poof is gone. Like there's a chance he's back in September. Maybe he's back. I don't know. But right now the upside, especially in the outfield is so low and that's why I'm so pessimistic about them because they don't like I'm looking around the roster and I'm saying to myself where are they going to get this run from you look at Correa you look at a rise you look at Sonny Gray and Joe Ryan they have some pieces but without Buxton without Kirilov you know garlic against lefties gives them upside and he should be back soon as well I just don't see it Like, I just don't see the upside, and I look at the schedule as well. That's a very vital part of all of this. These last two games against Houston, it's easy to be disappointed and frustrated, but they they battled in both these games. Like, they lost by two runs in both these games. You would have loved to see them come back and win one of them. Those games matter more because you didn't take care of business 
in the 10 game stretch against the Angels, Royals, and Rangers. If you go seven and three in that stretch instead of five and five and you lose lose these two games, yes, it sucks, but it's not the end of the world. Because you went five and five and you lost these two games and you've lost five in a row and you're nine games below 500 since May. That's when it becomes a problem. That's when it's the sky is falling because you didn't beat the bad teams. You can't even beat you can't even beat the bad teams. Of course you're going to go out there and get popped by Houston. What you see is what you get. What you've seen is what this team is, and that's what's frustrating. It's that's why it's been so predictable. If you can't beat Texas, if you can't beat the Angels, you will not beat the Astros. And because you didn't beat the Rangers or the Angels, it, it, it creates a must-win situation in Houston. Like, what kind of what kind of pressure is that to have to go into Houston? I was hoping they win one of these three. It's still possible they do. I think their most favorable matchup is in the series finale with Chris Archer and Luis Garcia, just at least on Houston's side. Verlander and Valdez are, like, two of the best pitchers in baseball. So seeing Garcia, he's still very good. I mean, it's all relative to Houston's rotation. That's their best matchup of the week. So there's a chance that they still take one of those three. But, man, the pressure that they've put on themselves now is is borderline insurmountable. But is there a chance still for the Twins? Let's get to that after this word from BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet online is where the game starts. Again, betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Head over to betonline.net. It is where the game starts. Is there any hope left for the Twins? Much of the hope this season has been rooted in the American League Central, but you have to give credit where credit's due, and Cleveland has played the most consistent baseball, especially in the second half. They've played consistently they get consistently good starts their offense is scoring enough runs and they're winning games the the dichotomy between Cleveland going to San Diego right now and winning in San Diego whooping the Padres and the twins going to San Diego at the end of July and Joe Ryan giving up five home runs that's the only difference you need to see Cleveland went to LA this year and took two out of three from the Dodgers could you imagine the twins taking two out of three from the Dodgers I can't even I can't even think about what that would look like because they were so outclassed, outplayed, outmanned against the Dodgers this year. Cleveland went in there and took two out of three. Cleveland just whooped up on San Diego. They took a four-game lead on Chicago and the Twins. They are beating the teams they're supposed to beat, and they're beating good teams. Like they're, they're competing with good teams as well. The Twins have done neither of those things. What have the Twins done to show you that they deserve a spot in the playoff field? Like If the Twins right now made the playoffs – you would think that this field, this this system was a joke. Like Major League Baseball, the the playoffs would, the expansion would be a joke because they don't look anything like a playoff team. You know what they look like? The Cincinnati Reds last year had a similar trajectory where like they played well and they were in the race late and they were in it and in it and in it and then they just kind of crumbled and fell apart and won I think like 84 something games last year with a good like talented group like Nick Castellanos and they had Luis Castillo, they had Tyler Malley, they had Sonny Gray. Very similar, you know, talent level with their group. 
and they crumbled because, you know, injuries, they weren't good enough. They didn't compete with the best teams. They, they fell apart at the end. And sometimes that happens. And I think this goes back to what I was saying the other day. It's hard for Twins fans sometimes and myself in that to like conceive that the Twins might just win 83 games and miss the playoffs. Like, cause we've seen such big extremes. We've seen them win 101 games. We've seen them win 73 games, you know, twice in the last three years, they've done one or the other. And in 2020, they won 36 out of 60 games and won the division. They were 12 games above 500. They're going to be an 80 something win team. Most likely I hope at this point, and, and they're probably going to just be one of those teams that fizzled out at the end. Like, they got a lead. They, there were a lot of doubters of the Twins, and now they look completely correct. They look right. They When they said, you know, the Twins rotation won't be able to hold up, the Twins won't be able to stay in first place, they were right. They were right. And I hope that they weren't going to be right, but they look right. I said hope. I'm sorry. I said let me give you let me give you a little hope. The only hope that lies here is that they have 17 left against Cleveland and Chicago. That's really the only thing you can hang your hat on at this point, in my opinion, is that they would have to go like 6-2 and two against Cleveland or better, and then they would have to, they absolutely would have to take it from Chicago in those nine games. They'd probably have to go 6-3, and three. and even then, they still have to win outside of those two teams. They still have to go to Yankee Stadium for four you know, they got San Francisco and Boston. Those aren't easy matchups. I just don't know where you would find the faith in this Twins team right now. But there have been other teams, you know, in the past where maybe you say, I, I just don't see it. And then they, they end up going on a run and they play really well down the stretch. And that's possible for the Twins. But I just don't, as I said, I don't see the upside on the roster anymore. Where I did before. Like I saw it with Correa. I saw it with Buxton. I saw it with Malley. I saw it with Sonny Gray. I saw some upside within the group to be able to do that. And I just, I don't know if I see that anymore. And it's, it's upsetting because I, again, thought this was a great opportunity this year for the twins to take advantage of the White Sox being bad of a division that looked very winnable of the, the new playoff field, getting home, home playoff games to put 2021 in the rear view to win their third division title in four years. All of those things looked attainable. This year, I mean, they did. The Twins were in the driver's seat in the Central for a lot of the summer, and they collapsed. They collapsed. It's as simple as that. They collapsed, and it's it's just it's frustrating. It's frustrating to watch, and it's disheartening more than anything. Like it's it's more sad because maybe I know deep down I saw this coming. Like maybe I just needed to be honest with myself and and say that I saw this coming, but I I can't because after the trade deadline, I really felt confident in this group. Like I felt they made the necessary moves. I still feel they made the necessary moves. Mally went basically straight on the injured list. Jorge Lopez has blown a save, has been shaky, and then Fulmer gives up a bomb tonight. Like I thought they made the right moves at the deadline, and I felt more comfortable than I had all year in the team post-trade deadline because at the time it was just add to the bullpen, get a starter, and you should be able to win this division. Coulda, shoulda, woulda. The trade deadline guarantees you nothing. Having Carlos Correa guarantees you nothing. It, it, look at the Padres. <laughs> they went out and got Juan Soto and Josh Hader, and they've been a worse team after the deadline. They've looked awful since the trade deadline. It doesn't guarantee you anything. You got to play the games, and the Twins are now four games uh, outside of first place. It's a it's a collapse. It's a collapse. But, you know, it's it's not one that I can say, like, comfortably that I'm shocked by. I'm not shocked by it. I'm surprised it's gone 
they've they've done this. Like I'm surprised they are they are falling so far back right now in August, but it's not I'm not shocked by it. I mean, we knew this team was flawed. We knew this team lacked in in areas, you know. I'm surprised it's the offense not scoring runs. That was never a problem for them this year. I mean, they had some periods, especially at the beginning where they didn't, but you know, for much of the year, that was the strength of the group is that the offense, they hit home runs, they scored runs, they got on base, they drove in guys, they rallied around each other. They've gone cold and they look, they look not good <laughs> against Houston starters. Maybe Verlander and Valdez make, make every offense look that way. Valdez has had 23, I think it is quality starts in a row, which is six innings pitch minimum and three or less earned runs. Like that's incredible to me. Imagine if the twins had a starter like that. 23 straight quality starts. Imagine if they had a starter like that. that. And that's their second best starter. Maybe. Maybe maybe their third. Like it's it's crazy. The embarrassment of riches in Houston. But it's also sad how the twins can't even compete. They lost by two runs in both these games. They were in both of these games, so maybe I shouldn't say can't compete, but you know, the score the loss is the same. You lose, you lose. There's no moral victories anymore. It's August. You need actual victories on the board and they're not they're just not putting them up there. It's not over. It's not over, but it feels like it is. I've called I've I've sat on this podcast for 3 seasons. I got all the way through 2021 on a daily podcast. You know, we flipped over. We kind of had a prospect show <laughs> the second half of 2021. I've seen it though. Like I know what it feels like now. After 2020, I was really confident in the team in 2021. I know what it feels like to watch things crumble. I've seen it two years in a row now, and it just happened earlier in 2021. We had a, a summer this year that was curious. Like it was, it was curious. What's, what's, what are they going to do? Like what it was possible that they could go on a run, that they would really run away with the central. It was possible that they would kind of flounder a little bit and stay in the race, but not really. And then it was possible that they would completely crumble. And I would say that that's what's happening here. It was not a, I wouldn't call that a fun a fun period of being in first place. <laughs> like they, they've been below 500 for so many months. Like since mid May, they've played as a below five, well below 500 team. I think they're 35 and 44 since May 20th, something like that. They, they haven't looked good for a long time consistently. So it's hard to say that that was a fun, a fun period <laughs> in first place. I don't know. Hopefully it gets better. I mean, I, I would say it can't get worse, but I, I don't even know if I believe that at this point. I'm grateful for you. Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day on the Lockdown Podcast Network where it's your team every day. I love this team with my whole heart. I've been so into this season. I will continue to stay into this season. I'll continue to be here five days a week. We'll get back on video Thursday. Uh, I'm I'm down. I'm down. It's sad. It's sad to watch play out, and uh, I hope you join me. I hope you join me. We'll be here after the Houston game Thursday. The finale, hopefully after a Twins winner. I'll be up. Come on. Let's get upbeat. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Go Twins.